Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Friday, February 17th, 2023. This is edition number 30 of season 8 as we continue working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me as we continue looking at this wonderful and historic document that helps us understand God's Word. Today we're going to be considering paragraph 6 of chapter 5 on the doctrine of providence. Let's pray together and then we'll look at these matters. Father, we thank you again for your mercies that you give to your children. We thank you that you are faithful even when we are faithless. We thank you that you do not treat us as our sins deserve. We thank you that you have revealed yourself and you have shown us in your word that you are indeed the God of providence that you do govern all of your creatures and all of their actions. And we thank you that you use your providence, that providence, uh, this doctrine teaches us about your care for us, that you work all things according to the counsel of your will in such a way that it's good for your glory and for the good of your church. And so we pray that as we study these matters, we would think deeply upon them and that they would encourage us, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, paragraph 6 is really the counterpart to paragraph 5. Um, paragraph 5 deals, it, it dealt specifically and, and more to the point with the redeemed and how God's providence works in and through the redeemed of the Lord. That is to say, those who have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paragraph 6, however, comes um, and deals with the questions of the wicked and the ungodly, just exactly how does God's providence work itself out in their lives. And there's a very different way, of course, in which God, in his kindness, in his providence, works towards the redeemed and how he works towards the reprobate. So we read there in paragraph 6, As for those wicked and ungodly men whom God, as a righteous judge for former sins, doth blind and harden, from them he not only withholdeth his, withholdeth his grace, whereby they might have been enlightened in their understandings and wrought upon in their hearts, but sometimes also withdraweth the gifts which they had and exposes them to such objects as their corruption makes occasion of sin, and withal gives them over to their own lusts, the temptations of the world, the power of Satan, whereby it comes to pass that they harden themselves even under those means which God useth for the softening of others. Now, there's a lot to unpack here in a very brief period of time, but first let's just remember that we're dealing with the ungodly. In paragraph 5, we saw how God can use evil for good, and he does that in the lives of his people. But now we see how God uses good for evil in the lives of the wicked and the reprobate. It is an interesting way of looking at this paragraph as we compare the opening lines of paragraph 5, where it says, The most wise, righteous, and gracious God. Now in paragraph 6, as for those wicked and ungodly men whom God, as a righteous judge. So we're clearly dealing with those who are left in their sin. We're dealing with the reprobate. We're dealing with the wicked and the ungodly. And what we see quite clearly is that uh, they, for former sins, doth blind and harden them, wherein his grace may have been enlightened to them. Now, there's much, again, to consider here, but we first uh, can read the very words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1, verses uh, uh, 24 to uh, 28. Romans chapter 1, 
verses 24 to 28. And so there we read, Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. And so we have here very much so is the principle by which God gives men and women over to their natural inclinations. He withholdeth the grace that might have come to them. He does that as a righteous judge, that they may have had their hearts and minds enlightened. They are then uh, prevented from that very uh, reality. Now, this is one of the purposes of the parables in Mark chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. We see those purposes for parables as given by Christ himself. And in Mark 4, verse 11, uh, he says, and he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Now this happens uh, frequently every Lord's Day in the public worship of God when the word of God is preached. They hear, people hear, and they see the sacraments being administered. They see and hear these things, but they never perceive. They never come to a place where it actually penetrates their dark, hardened heart and brings them to faith in Christ. And so, in this sense, they're, the, 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 they, are, they are blinded, they are hardened by God as the righteous judge, whereas they might have been enlightened in their understandings. But sometimes also God withdraweth the gifts altogether. Now, we see that um, in various ways. Uh, the parables were given in such a way that it would keep those things from people who would not ever believe and come to faith in Christ. Uh, we see that in the accounts of Pharaoh when Moses would go into uh, Pharaoh's presence and he would preach the word of God and eventually that stopped entirely and God's judgment fell upon Pharaoh, and so he exposes them to certain objects as their corruption makes occasion of sin. And so, in other words, those that harden themselves against the Word of God, those that refuse to hear the Word of God because they cannot hear the Word of God, uh, as they harden themselves, God gives them over to those sins that they really and truly want to commit anyway. And that's much of what Paul says there in Romans chapter uh, 1. And so, in many ways, God takes good, the preaching of the word, the sacraments, and he uses it for evil in the lives of the reprobate and those that would not hear. Chad Van Dixorn says says it this way, he says, In some, God gives sinners over to their own lusts, the temptations of the world, the power of Satan, whether they be pagan rulers, unrepentant sinners, or his own chosen people. That is to say, the visible church, the visible church of old especially, uh, as they pursued idols, as they blind, as their hearts were hardened, as they refused to hear the words of the prophets, and God gave them over then, therefore, to their own 
sinful desires. And so it comes to pass that they harden themselves even under those means which God uses for the softening of others. How sad this fact is, and yet how sure we are that it is true. The same event, action, or position can be used by one for their own good and by another for, the, for their destruction. And it's to simply say that in the preaching of God's word, it may be used by the Lord to bring his elect to salvation. And it, that same sermon can be used to further harden the hearts of others, whereas God withdraws those gifts and, and limits them in such a manner by which they uh, cannot be saved. And so this chapter deals with matters related to the reprobate. But it reminds us again, of course, of the reality that God is the God of providence, and he is ordering all things according to his purpose. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to do that is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, when we finish this chapter, paragraph number seven, may the Lord help you. May you walk in his ways. God bless.